Bow wow 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 Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Stray Dog, by Mark Simant, published by Harper Collins. I'm sorry we missed everyone yesterday. We've been having some technical difficulties with our editing software and are working through the problems as we speak. But let's push on through the adversity, shall we? The Stray Dog is based on a true story about a family who comes across a lost dog in the park. Will this family leave the dog to die of starvation? Or will they scoop it up for themselves and not put any effort in to find the original owner? Well, bring some treats. There's a dog on the loose. Now, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on a family having a picnic in the park, when all of a sudden, a mangy-looking dog comes out from behind a bush. Better row! That thing could have rabies. Well, instead of doing the smart thing, the children decide to play with the dog and wallow around with it. Now that's some great parenting. Why don't you kids run over and play with that strange dog? Don't get too close to its snarling face now. It could gnaw off your face. Yeah, but honey, he seems to be itching himself quite a lot. Don't you think the kids should get right up on it and make sure he doesn't have fleas? That's right. What was I thinking? Never mind what I said, kids. Listen to your mother. After the kids get bored of playing with the dog, the family packs up the car and... Heads about that bitch. And we can see the kids waving goodbye as they pull off. Quote... Let's take Willie home, said the children. No, said father. He must belong to somebody, explained the mother. And they would miss him. End quote. I don't want to know how they came up with the name Willie, but moving past that, watching this family leave like a dad abandoning his family was quite a sight. Well, the car's all packed up. You should be good on your own. Have a nice life. There is absolutely zero fucks given from this family about the dog's safety. He's lived this long. He should be fine. Why didn't they make one call to a dog shelter? So the family that lost the dog actually had a chance to find it. Or just so the dog was safe. Hell, at the very least, so it could be put out of its misery. Anyway, all week long the family was thinking about the dog. Wondering if old Willie had a family. And this proves my point. They wouldn't have to wonder if they gave him to a shelter, instead of leaving him out on the mean streets to get hit by a car. Not to worry, though. This family leads one hell of a boring life. They go back to the park the next Saturday. Because they couldn't think of anything else to do? There's no zoo they could go to, or a bowling alley? No, they want to go sit outside and stare at some trees again. And the family puts out food for Big Willie, like a family trying to steal their neighbor's cat. If he returns, they'll just scoop him up and make a run for it. Honestly, they probably don't even care if it's unkempt Willie. Any dog will do. They got doggy fever. As long as it's for free. Wouldn't you know it, Willard does appear. He darts out from behind the bush in one hell of a hurry, and we can see a brown streak on the ground behind him. Must have been all that trash food getting to him. It's a sad sight. This poor dog can't even go in peace, because he's got a dog catcher chasing him with a net. 
Finally, Smelly Willie's luck runs out, and the law catches up with him. The dog catcher explains to the children, who gave chase too, that this dog doesn't have any identifying tags, and that he's got to take this sneaky Willie in. But the children respond in a rather unorthodox way. Quote, The boy took off his belt. Here's his collar, he said. The girl took off her hair ribbon. Here's his leash, she said. His name is Willie, and he belongs to us. End quote. And the dog catcher's like, Whoa, 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 keep your pants on. You can have him. But he's also got to be thinking, Do I report these kids for animal abuse? They left their dog in the park for the last month. For whatever reason, he keeps it to himself, and the dog catcher gives them the full willy. And you can see the kids dancing around, and the boy hiking up his pants like he's a plumber about to do some work under your sink. Well, alright, let's see what's going on under here. When they go home, the family doesn't bring him straight to the vet. No, the children go straight to the bath with wet willy. And we can see the kids and the dog in the tub. That's it, kids. Strip down and do one last check for fleas. I gotta say, I'm a little uncomfortable looking at this picture. So let's flip by this one fast. And the story ends with the family giving Slick Willie a home for the rest of what is looking more and more to be a very short life. And we can see he hasn't adjusted to domesticated life quite yet, as he's digging through the trash for some old favorites. Is that Sarah's half-chewed-up chicken nugget? Mmm, mmm, eat up! Let's get to what we learned, shall we? There are several lessons to this story when it pertains to stray dogs, and we'll touch on two. First being, just because a dog is wandering around doesn't mean he doesn't belong to someone. Stealing the dog for yourself while another family is searching high and low and is grieving over their lost dog isn't too kind. The second being, a stray dog can be very dangerous and carry many diseases. Wallowing around with it is not a wise decision. So to solve all these problems, turn the dog into the proper authorities. Then, if no one claims it, you got yourself a dog that has been verified to be disease-free. Now that's what I call killing two birds with one stone. Or should I say, taking care of two diseases with one checkup. What do I think of Mark's recounting of this true story? It was succinct, I'll give him that. But it was more than awkward watching this family do all the wrong things. As for his pictures, there was a reason he got a cold cot honor for him. His style really shined. All of his pictures were good, except for that awkward bathtub pic. But everyone is entitled to one miss. It looked like he chose the medium of watercolor, and his pictures were reminiscent of illustrations from the 1950s. For how goofy and inconsiderate this family was, Mark only had the truth to work with, and I believe he did solid work with what he was given. We can all learn from this family's mistakes. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.7. I'll have a heap and helpin' and go back for several more servings, as long as that dog is in a crate. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.